Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. A warm welcome to the first December edition of Big Fight Weekly. This is episode 41 of the show with myself, Stuart Palmer, and my co-host and cousin Chris Hume. How are we this week, Chris? How are things? Not too bad, you know, mate. Not too bad, you know. Right up to Christmas, did it? So it's all hands on deck. But yeah, it's I've been alright. Absolutely. Now we're going to get into the boxing first and foremost. A bit of a not a shock result, I'd say. The underdog came through as George Cambosis Jr. defeats Tiafimo Lopez for one less of all the gold because obviously Devin Haney is WBC light. Great champion at the moment, but George Cambosis Jr. is now WBO, WBA, and IBF title holder and the Ring Magazine holder as well. And what a fantastic performance! What a fantastic fight, Chris. I think it was typified with that early overhand right in the first round that set the tone for Cambosis Jr. And I think more latterly, I felt Lopez was getting more success from round eight onwards. Uh, the scorecards though, Chris, it was a split decision victory for George Cambosis Jr. at the Hulo Theatre at Madison Square Garden, 115 to 111, 115 to 113, and then one judge had Lopez at 114 to 113. I'm more likely to go for 115, 113 off the basis of the fight, Chris. I think he just edged it with those rounds early on. And, uh, you know, that 10-8 round, because he caught him, he caught him too fair to Lopez. So he got straight back up, didn't he? He, mm-hmm. he didn't. He still had the wherewithal, didn't he, Chris? Yeah, um, Lopez though. You know, I mean, when you look at the whole that fight as a whole, he was really slow, wasn't he? I know he went like two rounds at the beginning, and then George sort of took over, didn't he? And then you look at like rounds ten, eleven, and twelve, and um, Lopez sort of took over the fight. Then didn't he, he dropped uh, Cambasius himself, didn't he? Um, but to be fair. The heart and the determination between both fighters was it's phenomenal. I just rewatched the fight before we went live today, you know, just to get a refresher and um, you know a bit more of a clearer head and watching it this time round. And um, yeah, it was such an entertaining fight. You could see that you know they both wanted it. Obviously, I thought um, 
Lopez looked quite irritated, irritated at the beginning. You know, when he got dropped and he got pulled in the corner and you could see like he was talking and talking, smiling. But, you know, that sort of smile is a bit of like, it's a frustration, isn't it? I've just been dropped. And yeah, he, he, it was an absolutely bomb burner of a fight. I loved it. I really enjoyed watching it. Unbelievable. I think, yeah, he wilted a little bit when he got knocked down there, just to reiterate what you were saying. Absolutely. That really did set the tone then. And yeah, I had him, I had Cambosis Jr. two rounds up by the end of it, but that 10-8, that 10-8 early on, that was a huge confidence booster for him. And also power punches, power punches alone. Cambosis Jr. 155 to Lopez's 115. But Cambosis Jr., if you looked, he was counter-striking a lot more. Mm -hmm. He kind he kind of allowed Lopez to have a go, didn't he? Yeah, it was like it was quite um you know, I mean, you, you talk about these sort of fights like it's fighting in a phone booth, and they were, but it was it was quite chaotic, wasn't it? Because um, when they got into that sort of area where they were both toe to toe, it was quite wild. This this the sort of the striking between the pair of them, yeah, and you know, a lot did miss, and it, majority of it did connect. But you know, when they did connect with each other, as you saw the cuts and the bruises to each other, you know, after the fight, you know, they both put everything on the line. Um, Obviously, I've watched Lopez before because we've covered Lopez before, but I haven't watched uh, Cambiosos before. So I really enjoyed his footwork and, and how light he is on his feet and he's bouncing on the, you know, on, his, on his tiptoes and his movement. Even after getting dropped in, in a, round 10, he got dropped it by was, It was round 10, yeah. yeah. And he looked, when he got dropped, he looked like he was struggling. But, you know, as soon as he got back up, it was like an elastic band, Stuart. It was just bouncing on his feet and the movement. But I'd, yeah, I'd agree with the counter-striking. Um, I, I think that Lopez, you know, if you look at those rounds he did lose in the early on, I, he was frustrated. I think that Cambiasus was really frustrating him. And I think you could see it was getting to him. And he was very wild, you know, in those, we say, three, four, five, and six, seven. He was quite wild. He settled down towards the end and he started connecting with George then. And I think that gave him more confidence, you know, as you saw towards the end of the fight, which you think Lopez won the end, the last three rounds e easily easy i think you can see Cambosis jr uh, he, I, I would say lopez was less tired as well i really i, I agree yeah. i agree with i agree that you can see him surging forward a bit more but yeah as you say both of them going at it what a what a fight you know mm -hmm. a great a great advert for the lightweight division chris that there's yeah, no question definitely. you know as we spoke about last week devin haney in action on on the fourth this weekend he's defending the wbc belt you know Historically, the WBC belt is the one across all mm -hmm. divisions. So, further down the line, you know, if we don't get a rematch, but I do think there will be a rematch. You know, Devin Haney, he should get past Joseph Diaz on Saturday, Sunday. Lomachenko as well. We know he's fighting soon as well. Yeah. And then we've got Javonta Tank Davis, the protege of Floyd Mayweather, willing to come in there and have a go. So that division, there's so many matches. At lightweight, it's it's going to be it's going to be amazing the next year, eighteen months. What fights get made? And um, yeah, I think with Cambosis Junior, Chris as well. He said, "Let's do the rematch, me and Lopez in Australia. We can get eighty thousand into a stadium." I've heard Lopez has um, turned that down. That shit. I, that, this was like this is what I read after the fight um, on yeah. Sunday morning that he doesn't didn't want a rematch in Australia. Which you know, you, you know, we're watching UFC in Australia. There's some big, big stadiums in in, in be, that country. It'd be the it'd be the Etihad, and and uh, yeah. you know, you know, you know how passionate they're about about their combat sports over there, Chris. Because we've seen oh, it. Yeah, yeah. We've Huge. seen it with it. We've seen it with the Aussies and the New Zealand fighters. You know, in UFC especially, haven't we? You know, 
They've got they've almost got the British grittiness. I always I always find yeah, that it's I, like a it's I, like I a British there's like a British grit. But yeah, Chris, are you gonna pull the video up or have we got some comments first? We've got three comments actually. Lovely, lovely. Hello, Ramel. What's up, guys? Hello, mate. Hope you're well in the Philippines. Leading up to Christmas now. Also, Ramel, I want to know what your thoughts on the the, the boxing fight as well. Absolutely. Um, I thought you were going to pull that up because I thought it was going to be the next one. Hello, lads. Isaac, he's in the gym in Norwich there. Now he said, send me the link. So, yeah, good to see you. Hope you're training hard and you've got us on in the earphones. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hope you're not watching the Newcastle game after last night. <laughs> <laughs> he's not He's not a massive football fan, to be fair to him. All right, Lewis. How are you, mate? Saw you at the wrestling over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, Lewis, what are your thoughts? on the fight as well and then we're going to be talking ufc after as well see if you've I'm got sure, any thoughts i'm sure uh, i saw louis doing a live on facebook the other day and he had a bit of dragon ball z going on quite interested that mate. Yeah, the old dragon ball. all right so yes no thank you for your comments early on there guys we're a bit earlier with it being one o'clock here in the uk but yeah chris is now going to fire up the footage because as you can see all the titles for george cambosis jr now Bar one, bar one, should I say, but he has unified to a certain extent. And this one is courtesy of Fight Hub TV. All right, um, real quick, I know you got to go, but I mean, this was an amazing, amazing upset. I know you believed in yourself. How big was that first round knockdown? Look, I went off the uh, the great customer when Muhammad Ali fought Joe Fraser. And Muhammad Ali rang him up and said, What do I do against this guy? This punching machine has been knocking everyone out. Just hit him with your best right hand in the first round. Hurt him. I put him on his ass. I mean, so from that, totally changed the fight straight away. He was hesitant. Look, I'm gonna throw it. No, step back. Look, I'm gonna throw it. Step back. Boom. Land the uppercut. Land the right hook again. Rip to the body. Land the jab. So it was very, uh, it, it was very smart. We boxed very smart. And you know what I showed? Again, my boxing skills. People think I can't box. In the tenth round, you know that was that was a big knockdown in round ten. Last one, last one. In the tenth round, that was a big knockdown. How did you survive that? And not only survive it, but win the next two rounds. Yeah, not for me. It wasn't a it wasn't a big knockout. Uh, knockdown. I mean, at the end of the day, I've been in there with killers. You know, I've been saying it. Waterweights, low waterweights. I sparred 23 rounds with Manny Pacquiao. I mean, so to be honest, I said it. I want to feel the power. I want to see what it's about. Yeah, he caught me with a good shot, all right. But I was back, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to destroy this guy for the next two rounds. Now I'm going to punish him for what he just done to me. That was my first time ever on the on the ground. But I show what a true champion is to come back and. and Win the follow then close it in in, uh, in uh, great fashion. George, you've been training for this for a year. Enjoy. Gotta be fair to him, you know, the amount of crap that Lopez had taught beforehand that came back to bite him on the arse. And yeah, as he said, guys he's sparring with, Pacquiao, and Pacquiao even came out and said how good Cambosis Jr. can be. You know, he's done the sparring with him. So mm. yeah, I think it's great It's great for him. Uh, the, the hot potato with the titles though, eh, Chris? You know, him dethroning Lomachenko... A lot of people thinking, you know, he's literally in his backyard, Lopez, being from Brooklyn, being an MSG. Mm -hmm. But the crowd turned on him after he said, you know, I've won, I've won that fight. And his own home like area crowd, I think they've, they've gone on board with Cambosis Jr. than the home fighter. So yeah, you fi Sorry. Um, no, carry you on. find that kind of like not to slate the americans like but you fi i find them such interesting uh, as a fan base when they're live you know uh, as brits we we follow our own don't we where they're, they're so i don't that, that back and forwards of who they who they follow which is great and it's interesting like to see it where they which way they sway but you know you imagine like you know one of our guys and they they say something bad 
I don't even think they'd get a boo. I think they would be still sort of cheered by the British fans. I, like I say, I, I find it, I find American fans interesting in the way they support like certain fighters from different countries, not necessarily their own. Where, like I say, in the UK, we are very much our own. You know, regardless of the result with the UK fighters as well. Mm. You know, we, we, we really do stick to stick with them, don't we? You know, win, lose or draw if they if they put on a good performance. Yeah, I just thought it was a bit fickle from the crowd. But then again, if he's turned around and saying he's won when he hasn't won, but it was it was close. It was close. But you know, they it's got, they to, be went, right, it's got to be right to say that though, yeah. It did it, it depends what you're watching, doesn't it? Again, how many times we've said this countless times in 40, 41 episodes now. Uh, you know, what one judge did see it is him around up. You know, it's he, he was constantly coming, wasn't he? But uh, just 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 one of them, Chris. I think um, I think moving on. Oh no, here we go. Last Sunday's fights were awesome. Lopez got caught big time by unknown world beater. It was a great match, really good, but not close to call. Yeah, Ramel, I, I, you know, that's that's fine. That's that's your opinion. How much you like your boxing here, MMA? Yeah, it was tight. I I, I like Chris said. I think it was tight. In, in all fairness, got any more comments, Chris? Before we move on to Font and Aldo, right? We're gonna go. We're gonna go into UFC now. Obviously, we've got Fight Night on ESPN. It is Font versus Aldo, Chris. Huge, huge fight at bantamweight. Um, Font is the minus one forty-five favorite. That's from DraftKings, Chris. And then mm -hmm. Jose Aldo, the former one of the pound for pound best, former pound for pound best at plus one hundred and twenty-five. So it's quite tight. I'm sure that will change as we get into Saturday, Sunday. But yeah, Rob Font on a four-fight win streak, Chris. Beating Pettis, Simon, Moraes, Garbrandt as well, Chris. And then Aldo on a two-fight win streak, beating Vera and Munoz. So, are the bookies right to have Font as favourite in your mind? I know you can have a lot to say on this one. I'd say so, because, I mean, just the... Uh, the... The last two fights he's had, uh, Kobe Garbrandt. I know Kobe Garbrandt. I don't know if you've seen the pictures. He's dropped down a weight now. Um, but, you know, but Cody Garbrandt's a former champion. Um, Mola Morais has been, you know, former title challenger, but he's also been a champion in World Series of Fighting when that was uh, around. Obviously, it's changed names now. Um, yeah, uh, you you got to give the font the sort of the bookies' favourite just because of you know he's been on a four fight win streak. You know, his only losses in the last couple of years of Rafael Sunshao, who, you know, before his injury looked was really good and was very close to a title shot before he got injured many years ago. Um, and he's a funny one, Stuart. His fight after it before he lost to Rafael Sunshao uh, was Pedro Munoz, who funny enough, uh, two fights ago Aldo beat. So mm. it's quite interesting, isn't it? You know, they both fought the same guy, one's beaten him and one's lost to him. Um, and he lost by a guillotine but this was way back in two thousand and seventeen. Um but I, I think Font's got the, the narrative because of who he's beaten, but he hasn't lost for so long and he's got that momentum. Um, and, you know, you look at the shots he took against Kobe Garbrandt and you know how hard Kobe Garbrandt hits. And he took them. And I know that I, I, I definitely say that, you know, Cody Garbrandt's very chinny. He hasn't got the best chin in the world. But, you know, um, I think Rob Font's just more game and I think he's, he's learned so much and he's, you know, these sort of the win streak he's on. And don't forget, he beat Sergio Pettis, who's now in Bellator, mm. who is now, I think, currently out, or he's either the champion in their division uh, in Bellator, or he's, he's number one contender. Mm. So you've got to look at things like that. He's beaten some really good fighters. I'm not saying Aldo hasn't, because Aldo's been in there with everybody. 
you know, from featherweight to bantamweight. Um, but you know, you can't ever count Aldo out because Aldo, you know, he's 30, I think he's the same age as us, isn't he? I think he's 35. He still keeps coming. This isn't the fight I probably would have put Aldo in. I, I, I generally still would say I wanted to see. We said this after Aldo's last win. I wanted to see him against Dominic Cruz. Um, I would have loved that fight because I think everyone wanted to see that from WEC days. You know what I mean? Because they were both one, one for seven. One was banned, and then um, but I think that obviously Font's got got the, the the momentum going forward here because I think if Font wins this, I think he's the next the the challenge the title. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's tight. It's tight on the bookies. You know, you can't you can't discredit Jose Aldo what he's done. But as you said, when he was in the ascendancy a long, long time ago, it was a long, long time ago, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, he was. He was heralded, wasn't he? He was. No, nobody could beat him. I know there was a few close fights in there through, through the course of his uh, title run. But yeah, in in more current times, I've been leaning towards Rob Font from what I have seen. Do you ever I think, think this was a bit of a weird one where Aldo went? Because everyone thought Aldo was going to go to lightweight, didn't they? Um, you know, after the whole Conor McGregor thing and, you know, he yeah. got the title back, didn't he? Then he, he lost to Max Holloway, which is, there is no, you know, no, no bad feelings about that. And he lost to Volkanovski, which again, is one of them. He's, he's the best at, you know, where he's at featherweight. I always thought Aldo was going to go up a division. So I was always, always found this a strange one that, you know, a guy that struggled to make 145 went down to 135 instead of going up to 155. Uh, would he, he, would, was he, was he too, uh, would he have been too short at lightweight? It's going to be my thing. You know, he's quite, yeah. he, for the, for the, I know size, I know it's putting the weight on you. He would have power. There's no question about it. You know, you only have to look at some of the guys. But yeah, he's short in stature, isn't he? Not that I'm discrediting him. No. no, uh, no do, you think, do you think 155 would have been a bit of a tall order for him? You know, I think I think when he was like the king of featherweight, um, I he think he should have done. He should have done it. Yeah, maybe one or two just to you know dip your toes in and have a go. I mean, there's plenty of fights that you know you obviously could have booked him with. Um, you know, if you don't forget, like you know, he had one of the most ferocious kicks in the game. And look at the things he did to people just have leg kicks alone. You know how fast his hands were. And if you're going up a weight, you would assume that the power would get better with putting the weight on. But obviously he's chose to go down a weight, and he has he hasn't looked too bad. You know he did face did face Petty Ann for the title when um, Henry Cejudo left, and you know he looked go so good so you know for about two or three minutes, and then you know what Peter Yan's like he figures you out, and then boom, you you know he destroys people. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting fight. I think this is very dangerous for Aldo, but also very dangerous for Font because you don't know if Aldo you know can sort of bring back the not the. The good old days because you can't really because he's a bit older now um but you never know do you i mean aldo could catch him um i mean i'd like to see aldo for a bit more leg kicks as well you know going off the top of that but i think this is i think font's got the momentum i think font's probably i think Font I'll probably win this by decision i know my my uh sort of pick and fights haven't been great for prediction wise the last couple of weeks but um yeah i, I think font's got this i just think the momentum's with font and I just think Aldo's a good name to check off the list, you know, as he gets up for a title shot. Absolutely. absolutely. Here we go. Ramel, this is a very dangerous fight for Aldo. Font is a young stud. Also, Aldo, sorry, Aldo is a legend and can still pull it off, but Font is good. Font, Font's not that not that young, actually. Nope. Memory says. 33. He's not far yeah. behind him. He's not far behind him, Ramel, you know, in terms of age. Uh yeah, I just think because he's been on the upward trajectory yeah, I, in more recent times. 
don't think he's had as many wars as Aldo's had. You know, when he's not been in that high-pressured sort of fights as he's Aldo has. Tyler T, we're about to see a legend fall, Aldo. Right, okay. You're going for Rob. Isaac's yeah. going for Rob Font there, Chris. It seems like Rob is going Ramel, for Ramel. Ramel was veering towards him, but he was giving that he give Aldo. I just a bit think of it's momentum. I think it's just the yeah. momentum, isn't it? You've got to look at who he's beaten last time. Will, will we get a stoppage in this fight? There, that's what I want to ask. Actually, well, it's an interesting when you say that because they're both really good at standing up, and I think Rob Font's got better and better over his last couple of fights. You know what I mean? And 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 really, you know, digged his heels in. Like against the say against Marlon Moraes. Marlon Moraes is really good as well as Marlon Moraes is very good on the ground. He's got a decent stand up. Um, did that with ease. Um, Kobe Goldbrandt, as we both know, he can hit hard, can knock people out. And he, he weathered the storm. He did get caught a few times towards the end against uh, Kobe Goldbrandt. But yeah, I, 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 th- I think um, I think Rob Font's got this. And I just think it's the thing is, Stuart, again, you've got to look at who's going to be the champion after you know he wins this. Because he's going to have to wait for Aljo and Jan to mm. sort of settle their differences. So he's going to have to have a bit of a wait here. Can I can I ask you what in terms of betting, what would you put your money on just before we move on? And bet responsibly as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. We always we always we always say that. Um I, I go font I just as much okay. as I, I I love Aldo and I love everything he's done for the sport. Oh, over the five. I think over the five, yeah. Okay. I think a yeah. big okay. decision. I I don't okay. I think Aldo's still game. No matter how old he is mm-hmm. and no matter wars he's been in. I, I, you know, I mean, you don't often see Aldo get finished. Okay, Peter Yan did finish him, but Peter, Peter Yan's an elite fighter and probably one of the best boxers in the UFC. Um, but you don't normally see Aldo get finished. Um, I, I think this will probably go all five rounds. We will be back for the co-main event in just a short while. It's a few more items down the list. And Chris, is there any comments before we move back to the boxing? And one big story, big story. Oh, he's got some for us. Well. Perfectly timed this, Lewis, because it's item number three with Brooke, obviously Kel Brook and Khan booked. Finally, it's I've been waiting for this for God knows how long, Chris. Eight years, I think I can remember that they were, it was like they were bantering and giving each other a lot. And there's always been animosity. You can mm-hmm. really you can you can tell it's not stage animosity between these two. But we finally got it. It's it's five to eight years later than expected. And you know, you've got to you've got to look at who they fought previously, which we'll look at in a bit. But yeah, I'm glad. And do you know what? For Boxer, which is one of the, you know, upstart companies nationally, internationally, I think Ben Shalom has done a good thing here putting these two together. Um, you know, people are saying box office, it's it's too late in the day and stuff like that. But yeah, it's gotta be on box office, it's a domestic duster. And um, I'm trying to look at it. I'm trying to give it balance as to why you know it has come to be now rather than when it should have been done many years ago. But yeah, Chris, what do you feel with this? Con hasn't fought since what 2019. Mm. I think he's been on Amazon Celebrity since then, hasn't he? Uh, prior, prior yeah. with that, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. When did uh, when did Kelbrook? Who's I, I'm going to jump in quickly. Here. So Kelbrook fought Crawford last in his last fight. Um, no, no means there is there really, um, but I don't know. It's been as you say, it's it's a bit late booking it, and Khan hasn't really fought for a very long time. The, you know, I mean, I know obviously we'll get to the records in a minute when you want me to put it on, but I know they fought the who's who with the divisions. I don't know. Do you, do you, do you feel like this fight's going to deliver? I think, I think I think round the round welterweight, 
and and you know the, the those divisions. I think Khan's fought the better guys, but Brook went right up to middleweight to fight Golovkin, and yeah, he did have and, and he did have relative relative success for three rounds. Okay, it was a bad eye injury. You know, he just got mm. absolutely obliterated. It's similar. You can talk about this with Canelo. Golovkin's very similar. He'll let these fighters come on him a bit, suss it out, and then just you know railroad him, batter it. But you know, no, no mean feat with those three rounds that he did have success with Kel Brook. So he's gone at the weights a bit more. But then I've got to say, I think Khan divisionally has fought the better guys. And uh, yeah, you can. But you may as well bring the bring the records up, Chris. We'll have a little scroll through. Who do you want first? This this is why the fight hasn't happened, and it's only happening now. And um, I think go go with Khan. Go with Khan, and then we'll go into Kel Brook. Please, Chris. Okay, uh, this is Khan's. Um... Yeah. As you can see there, uh, how far do you want me to go down? You can just like scroll, scroll through. So yeah, here we go. Amir Khan, you know Chris Algieri, uh, Samuel Vargas, who's been in and around. You know Conor Ben fought him. We've got he fought out, he fought, fought Canelo as well. KO'd by Canelo. <laughs> no, no surprise it's there. Down here, is it? No, yeah. Just oh, no, Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah, and then Devin Alexander, Luis Colazo. I've not been for the Danny Garcia as well. Uh, unanimous decision win for uh, for him there, but yeah, it, it's when you look when you start looking through, when you start looking through. Sorry, Danny Garcia was a TKO. Sorry, yeah. Lamont Peterson that was questionable at the time. They said the judges screwed that one up. They felt he was the better fighter. So yeah, just I think from Sab Judah, Sab Judah as well. You can't discredit him. A lot, a lot of big fights. Marcus Maidana who did yeah. so well at so well against Floyd Mayweather. You know, you start, it's it's quite the roll call. It's quite the roll call, you know. So there you go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, again, Terence Crawford, they both fought him. And then leading into next February, Chris, I think if we switch over to Cal Brooks' record. So, they both fought, you know, pound for pound previous. Currently, if you if you look at that, he, he fought Canelo, Cal Brook, which I forgot about. And then here we go. Here we go with Carl Brooks. So yeah, it's Errol Errol Spence Jr. You know he's fought him. He's fought Terence Crawford. The, the the best, the best two, the best two at welterweight. There's no question. Yeah, waiting for I that one to be yeah. made. Gennady Golovkin. You know, no no disgrace in that at all. Losing to him, that, no. that was just he, he was doing really well earlier on. Yeah, and you start looking through. Okay, he's fought Errol Spence. He's fought Terence, but I think Carnes have. Can't have the yeah, you know, got the, Sean Porter in there. Yeah, yeah, where you know he went into he went into the USA to fight him. I don't think a lot of people thought he was going to win that, and he, he got a majority decision against him. So yeah, Carson Jones is a tricky one. They fought twice. I remember that. That was um, he he had a, he had a tough night that night. You know, so yeah, you know, look looking at the records and the way they've gone, they've just gone off in different directions. And then very fight, similar as well, though. Yeah, the fight wasn't the fight wasn't made. I think I, I, I just feel I just think I, I'm, I'm edging towards Amir Khan in this one. I our, really... our, our favorite son has appeared in the chat, Stuart. Let's have a look. Who cares about Khan? The match we all want to know about is Paul versus Fury. Tommy was lost for words when they spoke. Might as well let his dad fight. Well, I, I. I uh... I thought that um, the conference was quite funny. Um, do, you, do you hear what? Do you hear what Eddie Hearn said? He, no. he was embarrassed. He was embarrassed for Frank Warren. The language, the way it went, uh, the way John Fury was. Eddie Hearn was just like it, it was an absolute embarrassment. 
But I don't think mean, Tyson Fury looked like he was happy to be there, to be honest with you. But this is the this is the circus yeah. and the rodeo that comes with the yeah. uh, Jake Paul. So you have a go with it or you, you you're less speechless, really. Absolutely. Brett, we will be leading into December 18th and we'll be giving it a bit more Two weeks you know, time. a bit a bit of gloss. There'll be a bit of gloss. Chris wants to do a bit more of an in-depth look into the fight and everything and what's going on. So we will in the coming weeks we will be doing that. Chris Chris was saying earlier on about that. Hope you both well. Yeah, I'm yeah. great. How are you feeling now, mate? Oh, congrats yep. on the con congrats on the hundred. Yeah, yeah. Sure. congrats on the hundred for. It will be out. It, it will be out full in full this week. It will be out in full this week. I've just got to uh, send all the edits into Chris Dutton. At Brett Thomas, you know what I think? Tommy's last match was done deliberately to look crappy, so Jake would take the fight and think it's an easy one. I think the Furies have played this very well. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. On the 18th, aren't we? Um, you know, it's it's there's no there's no question there's no question about that. But Chris, I've, I've spoke to we mean you, Stuart. We, we did touch upon the uh, Fury and Jake Paul today, but when we were sorting out for today's show, guys, um, especially you, Brett, because you're gonna like this. I, I said to Stuart about maybe having a, a more of a longer show that means Stuart spend on Jake Paul and Tommy Fury, and we look at it as a whole of everything. You know, Stuart knows the boxing side a bit more of the social media side myself, and. I mean, we're going to sort of break it down and do a longer sort of video on it. So, you know, I mean, keep all these questions you've got for that fight. If you, if you don't like one guy or you like the other or you like Brett and you like, you know, the polls, just keep all your questions for two weeks' time. I promise you we will deliver on that. Going back just before we close out the Khan and Brook, because, you know, it's, it's all we know it's been set. We'll be giving that more, you know, more coverage as it leads into February. Uh, who who wins between Khan and Brook? What are your thoughts, the viewers and the listeners? Actually cheering for Khan to win against Canelo. Yeah, yeah. It was uh like I say, they both fought they, they they both moved up weights as well. So you know you can give you can give a case for both. I think Khan's gonna win. I really do. Yeah. I I just think Brook I, I I know he's, I know Khan's chin's been questionable for years, but he's fought. You know they both fought guys. It's it's hard to say, but yeah, what do people think about that? And Chris, I think we can move on as well because we've got a huge huge night this Saturday coming up in the boxing. Our last preview of the boxing for this week, and it is the rematch: Lyndon Arthur taking on Anthony Yard, and Anthony Yard was a huge huge favourite in this, and the underdog at the time, Lyndon Arthur, came through. Chris, as you said. Used the jab perfectly throughout. It was the jab that really helped him for all yards power in the first fight. I think now the I think that Lyndon Arthur's in the ascendancy in this one. Yard, the pressure is on Anthony Yard. Um, is there anything that like after this fight? Is there a title opportunity after this fight? I'm trying to think now. It, yeah, there must be that. There's going to be there's going to be title imp implications leading. Out of this one, the winner, the winner will get a world title fight. There's no question about that. Um, I was watching; they had them uh, together on BT Box Office on the online right. on YouTube. Carl Frampton, it was like a head-to-head, -head, and it's about mm -hmm. 25, 25 minutes long. And I, I think Lyndon Arthur is right to be a bit arrogant with him. You know, he's he's basically saying, you know, you felt my power, Anthony Arson, you felt my power, and all the rest of it. But then I think Lyndon Arthur, it's it's mm. it's. Do you think the odds going to atone no. for, the, for the mistakes? I, he, he, I mean, he's got to get around that jab of London Arthur's, hasn't he? He's got to get around that jab. He's got to be, have much better footwork and head movement because if he if he goes to the same game plan as the first fight, he's just going to get stuck behind that jab and, and struggle again because Arthur controlled him with that jab, that straight jab, down his throat, 
you know, every every round he was just in control and Anthony Yard couldn't get through. Mm. Um, I'd like to see if he if he's made any different um, different uh, many changes to his his sort of fight plan for this fight. Um, you know, if he's made any significant changes for the fight, you know, Arthur might be in trouble because Yard does hit hard. I'm not saying Arthur doesn't either, but Yard, I feel like he's got more of an explosive power than uh, Lyndon Arthur has. So if he can get wrapped past that jab of London office, it could cause some problems. But I feel like it's going to fall to type, and I think London office is going to stick that jab out. Lin- and Lin- going to struggle. Lyndon Arthur, you know, you're saying who could it be next? I'm just looking through all the rankings. So at WBO, Joe, Joe Smith Jr.'s champion, Lyndon Arthur is number one in the WBO rankings. And then going down, going down, Anthony Yard's ninth in there for whatever reason. I'm not too sure why. And then at IBF, just seeing now, Arthur is ranked third with the IBF and the belts held by the great Arthur Baturbiev. So, yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan Terra Sports Inc. Hello, boys. Hello. But, yeah, just going to graze over this again. I think I think Yard, it's it's going to be hard for Yard, Chris. But, yeah, moving moving back to the comments. That bloody Jake Paul fight, I know. I know. But we're we'll all going to be up. We're we'll all going to be up. We're all going to be up watching it. You know, right, so. right, or wrongly, it's intrigued. It's intrigued all this. The press conference last week. I'd like to see John Fury versus Jake Paul. <laughs> I, I, I said this to Alison after I watched it, and I said, um, I was like, I'd rather watch Jake, uh, John Fury versus Jake Paul after that. Personally, he's got another question here. Is he as rules? I know you want to say Paul versus Tommy, but just one question, if you know. Jake stated he has made more money than Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champion this year. Is this in any way true, Chris? Right, okay, right. Let's take everything, right? And uh, this is the last question I'm going to comment on Jake Paul and Tyson, uh, Tommy Fury because, like I said, I really want to save it for the, the week of the fight so I mean, sure it can really, you know, give, give you all the attention you need for the fight. Um, yeah, because you've got to look at, you know, he is a draw, but you've got to look at, outside of of um just not not just boxing but what he does in the social medias instagrams youtube all the other businesses that jake paul is in he would have made more money than tyson fury yes not for a boxing fight no tyson fury would have made more money in 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 an actual boxing fight but if you look at as a whole jake paul would most much well I, i think easily made more money than tyson fury in a whole year if you put everything together not, I'm not saying boxing, box, boxing for boxing, but I mean yeah. it's like a whole. But, but you know, it's socials. It's amazing. Also, yeah, you can watch this fight on BT Sport. It's not on box office. So Saturday night, huge, huge fight. The first fight was brilliant. I'm not discrediting Yard. He, he had his moments as well. He's got power. Arthur just came out of nowhere for me. I was saying, I was thinking to myself, Yards fought the better guys. Do you know what I mean? He mm. fought Kov- he fought Kovalev in Russia. He had some success before he got knocked out in Russia as well. You know, he doesn't get the credit. And, you know, there was a lot of hype at light heavyweight about Yard. But then Lyndon Arthur has come out of relative obscurity to then topple him. And the momentum, Chris, is still with Lyndon Arthur. We look forward to that on Saturday evening. Looking much forward to that. Yeah, and Chris... We're going to... Oh, right, there's more comments. Sorry. 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 Brett, our our good pal, Brett. Jake Paul said it. That's why Tyson didn't want to say. Chris? Very possibly. But, you know, Tyson's maybe not looking at Jake Paul as what he does outside of the boxing ring. Um, You know, if you, as I said, if you're looking who makes more money in a fight, Tyson Fury obviously makes more money in a fight. Chris, are we moving on to the UFC fight night 
co-main event with well he's been around the business it's one of the biggest veterans of the sport clay guida although there's a two-year age difference between the two i did not think leonardo santos was 41 chris i had it i had it, I had it in my mind he was going to be younger than clay guida but both men coming off losses chris uh, a three-round decision lost to mark madsen for clay mm-hmm. and then grant dawson ko'd leonardo santos in the last fight what do you how do you see this one going chris well, I, I, we spoke about this, didn't we, off camera, and I said about, you know, um, Leonardo Santos has been with the UFC since 2013 and only had nine fights. He's pulled out of a lot of fights with injuries. Um, he had a fight against Norman Park. I don't know if you remember it, but Norman Park was just fresh off the smashes. And, you know, I, I was high on Norman Park. I saw him in uh, UFC Manchester. Um, was really good at the time. Um, this led to a, a draw, which, you know, it's a, quite a rare thing you see in the UFC, isn't it, a draw? Um, but Leonardo Santos to me didn't look good at all. He like awful. Norman Park, I, I felt like in that fight controlled it. Um, but Leonardo Santos has a KO victory over Kevin Lee as well, Stuart. Look at that gargantuan reach as well, Chris. I, I always I always come to you about the reach, and sometimes you're like that won't make a difference. But that's a big, that's a significant having that five inches of reach. We know we know Clay Guida likes it on the feet though as well. You know, can he get inside? But yeah, I'm looking at that. That's the that's the standout thing for me there. I know it's not everything. I know reach isn't everything. You got to you know, it's it's the whole fight, isn't it? And what they'll do and what they'll do stylistically. But yeah, that that surely he can make use that as much as you know. I love I love Clay Guida. He's one of my favourites of all time. Just yeah, the heart yeah. heart and the will. Uh, do you think the reach should be a factor? Is what I'm going to say. Uh, I don't, I don't know because Clay Guida is such an awkward guy to fight, and you you've seen it over the years. And Michael Madsen, yes, um, beat him uh, a few months ago when we watched Clay Guida, but it was really awkward for Michael Madsen because he, you know, what I mean, he was predominantly a, a Greco wrestler, wasn't he? And yeah. he was struggling with his, his style with Clay Guida. Yes, he got the victory, but Clay Guida is so tricky and he's so unorthodox and. You know, his head movement, and I always say about head movement, Stuart, as well as your feet, your foot movement, but his head movement is always off that centre line. And Leonardo Santos has won a lot of fights with KOs and TKOs. Um, but to catch Clay Guida, you've got to hit him with a good shot because his head is always back and forth. He's moving. He's got really good head movement, Clay Guida. Um, I think Clay Guida gets this done. I'm not a big fan of Leonardo Santos. Um, look at the fights between them here, shooting this in the in the. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know he's approaching sixty. You know it's it's one of them, isn't it? I know he's had losses, but he's fought. We we spoke prior. He's fought so many big big guys, Clay Guida, over the years. Guys in and around, you know, and he's gone to different. You know, he's gone down in weight as well. He's gone back into lightweight. You know, he has mixed it up. That you could you like using the term gatekeeper sometimes, don't you? I don't see yeah. it with this this one. If it was a younger fighter coming through. We'd be saying, right, this is a gatekeeping fight, isn't it? You know, in terms of clay. But yeah, yeah. maybe that 30 more fights that he's had, you know, that veteran instinct, even though he's the younger guy, maybe that could come into play. The amount of experience he's got, clay. Possibly. I, I think that clay's just got more about him. He just needs to let himself go a bit. You know, you, look, yeah. you go back to that Mark Madsen fight and he just didn't let things go, did he? Um, he caught Madsen a few times, but he... As much as he's very tricky and he's very, he's always moving. Clay Guida doesn't put, he doesn't pull the trigger nearly enough as I feel like he should. You know, I mean, he could take uh, Santos down and have a bit more joy there. Santos was very good on the ground, mind you, but 
Claygrid is um, awkward on the ground as much as he is standing up. So, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Claygrid because I'm not a yeah. big fan of Leonardo Santos. Absolutely, and you know, going back to Clay Guido, remember when he changed his style years ago, Chris? And remember, it was a lot of ground-based stuff, wasn't it? He told mm. that I, I prefer him standing. I know you got to have everything, but he, he, he went back. He's gone back to the striking as in more recent fights. You know, he, he tried, he tried a lot of ground-based stuff, which I know that a lot of people said he shouldn't be doing that. Whatever gets you the victory at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, if he can adapt, he'll adapt, won't he? But yeah, Chris. Have we got any comments before we move on to the schedule? Here we are. Yep, headlines up. UFC no. fights that are rumoured to be booked for 2022, Chris. So there's about four fights that you've listed here. So we're going to start off with Calvin Cater versus Chikadze, Chris. Chiga and Chikadze at featherweight. Announced, rumoured. I think this is a, I think this is pretty much announced now. I think I think they're looking at March, I think, for this. I think it might be on the same card as another fight I put in here. Um yeah, Calvin Cater obviously hasn't fought since the Max Holloway punched a hole in his head several times, well, more than a several, couple of million times. Um, this is a big test because uh, Kankladze has just been on fire recently, hasn't he? And he's one you think that could dethrone Volkanovski, isn't he? It's like I've got, I'm going Chikadze in this one, Chris. You, yeah, but you're high on Chikadze. I am. I love. I love him. I think, uh, but Kate, Kate has four people. I mean, you can remember more more of the fights. I know, you know, he's had some he's had some big fights as well. But I just think Chikadze, Chikadze is a different different level, and he's up in the ascendancy. A huge fight for him, you know, no question about that. But I think I think the Georgian, I think the Georgian will come through this one if we see it in March. That's what I'm thinking on that one. Yeah, I, I think there's a type of implication sort of uh, fight to it. I, even though I don't think Calvin Kate should be thrusted in. But I think Calvin Kate is a good test for someone who's up and coming in and yeah. almost on that level of a title shot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got Volkanovski and Max Holloway free to get out of the way if that happens, unless Max decides to hold and hold hold on to that shot and go up a weight. Um, but I think he's going to go for Volkanovski mm-hmm. and have that third fight. But I think the winner here gets probably the the winner of that fight, which you know, Volkanovski versus Chikadze, you, you you know you'd be dreaming about well, that one. The featherweight war chest for one of these. With a victory. Yeah, and a tough fucking fight to go with it. <laughs> Absolutely. The man's a tank. The, yeah. man's an, the man's an absolute tank. But yeah, I think I think go back to Holloway and, and uh, Volkanovski, it's got to be made, hasn't it, Chris? I know we've, well, we've, we've tinkered we've tinkered with the idea about Holloway going back into the 155 mix, but I think they've got to get that third fight ready, haven't they? It's very much do or die for Max Holloway. There is Absolutely. Like, he, ha- he has to win this. <laughs> and otherwise, you know, he's not going to be a champion for a well, even fight for the title for a very long time, unless Volkanovski, say, loses Chikadze, which, you know, possibly could happen. We don't know because we haven't seen Chikadze in a that sort of pressure fight yet. So we'll see, we'll see. Are we going to move on to Jared Cannonier and Derek Brinson? Yes, we are. Up at middleweight, Chris. Two big contenders in the division. Where, where are you thinking with this one? What would you predict so early on? Early prediction. I, 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 I think... Cannonier's got just got power, man. I think you know against Robert Whitaker. I think he injured himself, didn't he? Um, struggled in that fight, but anyone struggling with Robert Whitaker because he, you know, what I mean, second best in division to is it is he? So and obviously they're fighting. I think in January or February as well for the title. Mm-hmm. I feel like this again is another fight that's going to be the next in line for the mm-hmm. winner of Whitaker Adesanya. Um, Derek Brunson's been fantastic. 
just the people he's beaten. You know, Darren Till was the last person he beat in September, which was, I think, a shock. He might not probably agree with us here, Stuart, but, you know, Darren Till, I think, was Bucky's favourite to beat Derek Brinson. Um, obviously, Derek Brinson's fought Izzy and lost Izzy. Kanini has lost to Whitaker, obviously. So they both fought the, the challenger and the champion. Uh, I just think... I, I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big fight. It's big implications for both fighters. Derek Brunson, you know, he's on the latest stage of his, 40s, his 30s now, isn't he? But on one hell of a run, he puts that blonde hair on and off he goes, isn't he? He just seems to win with that blonde I, hair. I think he takes this one. I think, oh, you know, not, 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 this, not discrediting Jared Cavanier, Chris. Fantastic. I think Derek, Derek Brunson's just been chipping away, chipping away, getting himself, you know, in, on, the cusp, on the cusp of the title fight. I think uh, out of the two, I'm going with Derek. I'm going okay. with Derek in this one. That's my early prediction, but moving closer to that one, it might change. Right, okay. Okay, well, we'll go with that then, and I'm going to throw you another, I'll throw you another curve here. Say Brunson beats Cannonier. Does he beat Whitaker or does he, can he I think revenge? It's, I, I, think it's, I think it's just, an, uh, that, you know, that's elite level middleweight when you put mm. them two in there, and, you know, you can't discredit Robert Whitaker at all, you know, what, what he's done. I think that is the next, them two, by far and away, you know, miles ahead. But then these two guys are world class as well in their own right. But elite, elite, yeah, yeah. Stand, elite standing. If we're going to categorise, Chris, I've, I've got to say it's a big you, step, isn't it? Would you put Vittori in the middle of them, though? Vittori's, I got to be fair to the guy, he, he's he's looked fantastic as well. So yeah, I think I he, put Vittori in, in around, you know, the Brinson Cavanier area, but he could be a pro, he could be problematic. For for Adesanya and Whitaker, ground the ground based style that he's got, he, he's made he's made people wilt on the ground as we've seen yeah. with the Tory. Yeah. Are we moving on? Are we moving on to lightweight, Chris? Uh, this is announced. This is official. What a fight this is going to be! I've heard that um, Khabib has commented on this. Says it would be a very close fight. You know, as much as you think he'd be saying Makachev, Makachev, he was very complimentary of how Darius has been doing in more recent times, Chris. So, yeah, huge, huge fight, this one as well, at lightweight. Again, Stuart, the third fight I've gone down here. I haven't actually picked these purposely because there's title implications for them. I just, these seem to me like quite interesting fights. Um, again, this is another title implication fight. Uh, Dalush is fourth in the rankings. Makachev is fifth in the rankings. So, it makes sense that these two battle it out. Um I feel like Gaethje is going to get the next title shot. I feel that is probably where it's going to go. You can't really argue with that because him and Michael Chandler put on a, a fucking war uh, when yeah. they fought. Um, Makachev looked good against Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker now, Stuart, has dropped down to 145 since that fight. But what you've not to make it about Dan Hooker because we're obviously talking about these two guys. Is that the right option for Dan Hooker? You think he's lost yeah. to too many of the top guys at 155 now? I think he needs a sort of reboot himself hasn't he and i think it makes sense going he, down to 145 he's, he's a fantastic fighter he's fought yeah. the best he's fought the best guys at lightweight so there's no that's not a bad thing him going down to 145 then and a big guy for that division as well don't forget. yeah he could be problematic in there for many guys no question but yeah moving back to these two i i would say makachev favorite four yeah. versus fifth as you say but dariush what could dariush bring to the fight to get the victory if, if at all possible, because Makachev has been looked, uh, uh, you know, elite. He's looked elite on the way oh, yeah, to elite yeah. for me. Of course, yes. he's, 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 I think he's on a nine-fight win streak, no. is Makachev. But, you know, this is probably the first... Not I don't want to dismiss Dan Hooker, but this is the first real test of Makachev. 
because Darius, as you just said, um, brilliantly said, he's been fantastic in his fights. You know, Tony Ferguson, uh, he did that fight against Tony Ferguson, put him on really on on the sort of on the minds of people because Tony Ferguson, yes, okay, he's fallen down a bit, but Tony Ferguson's a one tough cookie, and he beat Tony Ferguson for every round, almost submitted him, but Tony Ferguson's just a pain in the arse when it comes to people like that. Just won't, you know, won't tap. Um, I think for Darius, he's got to stick to his own fight style. Uh, you know, don't be scared to take Makachev down. What do we know if if Makachev's what's he like on his back? Why not challenge that? Don't be afraid to grapple just because yeah. Makachev, you know, he comes from you know the sort of the, the Russian standard of wrestling, which you know it, I, I believe is probably better than American standard wrestling at at, at this point in time. Um, go go and be your your cyber fighter. You know what I mean? Don't be panicking when, if Makachev's trying to take you down. You know what I mean? Darius is fantastic with his jiu-jitsu and his grappling side of things. Give it back to him. Maybe he should shoot on Makachev first. Let's test Makachev off, off the ground and see, you know, how good he is. Because we never saw what Khabib was like on his ground. I think uh, he got put taken down once or twice in his whole entire UFC career, Khabib, but he shot right back up. We don't know what Makachev's like. So if I'm Dariush, I'm like, well, okay, I could stand and trade with him. But you can see that Makachev isn't going to stand and trade with you. He's going to want to take you down. He's going to want to smash you up. He wants to go for that submission. So why not you be the aggressor and you go tra- try and take down Makachev and you test Makachev and let's see what he's like, what he's capable of doing off his back. We look forward to that one. A huge, huge fight at lightweight. And then, Chris, Jan Blahovic versus Alexander Rakic in the works for early next year, Chris. So, yes, our thoughts, your thoughts primarily on this one. March 29th, I'm hearing possibly right. this is fight. Uh, I, I think Catering and Gigi are fighting on that card as well, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a good, good fight. Rakic has looked phenomenal. You've seen him against Santos. You've seen him. Uh, I can't. I think the guy's name's come off my head now. I'll get back to it. He'll come back to me. Um, but Rakic looked phenomenal against Thiago Santos. Yes, okay, it was quite bore, but his uh, style is mm-hmm. awkward. And Stuart, we talk about Aldo having dirty kicks. Rakic, I think, is probably one of the has one of the worst kicks. You know, you can take from a guy in 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 UFC. Jan Blahovic, on this case, obviously needs to be better because he was, wasn't was very good, whatever the situation was against uh, Glover Teixeira. Um, and obviously wants to get that title shot back, and, well, wants to get the title back, doesn't he? Um, but this is quite tailor-made for Jan Blahovic and Rakic, sort of thing. They're both kickboxers. And I, I think uh, Blahovic, uh, yeah, so Blahovic is quite good at sort of blocking and checking leg kicks. And very, well, actually, he's very good at it. Not just good, he's very good at it. So... This could work in Jan Bohovic's sort of favour. Or we could just see Rakic blow him out of the water and think, you know, this guy's the next in line. Lots of implications there on both sides of that one. Yeah, I look forward to that one as well, Chris. So, yeah, as far ahead as March, the, the plans for the UFC, you know, bouts, it's that they're, they're getting right ahead, aren't they, Chris? You know, whether they've been confirmed or rumoured, uh, looking looking very, very far ahead. Have we got any comments? Yes, we have. Are you both looking forward to Xmas? Chris, I'll let you answer that first. You know what? Yeah, I've got four days off. Um, you know, I, I can't complain. I'm um, looking forward to the kids opening the presents on uh, Christmas as well as the dogs, actually. Um, 
it is what it is in my family in it um yeah four days off i can have a a few beers i'm not mm. having christmas dinner this year for the second year on the road Stuart. i'm having a bit classy here i'm having a lobster and steak it's very nice very Surf and surf, the the yeah. elite the elite food for Christmas for Chris and the family. Myself, I'm working, I'm working, uh, but I got Boxing Day off. We do like um, nine four, no eight four on on the on Christmas Day, so I'll be home. Well, not home, be at my sister's. So yeah, that's what's going on there. And then leading into New Year, just working, working really. But yeah, a few days off here and there to do stuff, you know. So yeah, Brett, what are you doing for Christmas before we go as well? That'd be nice. And uh, Chris. Just leading into the next couple of weeks. Afternoon, boy. All right, Brady. Mr. Barlow. Long-time long friend. Long-time friend, Brady Barlow. How are you, mate? Good to see you uh, watching us a bit earlier today than normal. So, yeah, good to, good to have you on, yeah. mate. Good, good to, to have you on. Yeah. Hope, hope you're well. Hope you're well, mate. And then, yeah, good Xmas song. Jake Paul, 12 Days at Christmas. If you like your music, you will enjoy it. The music video is on YouTube. Brett, no disrespect. I'll pass <laughs> on that. I think Chris is shaking his head. No. That tells you everything you need to know. No. Listen, Brett, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of semi-support you when it comes to the boxing with Jake, yeah, but I'm not listening to his music. It's like you asking me to listen to Logan Paul's music. Just no. Just no. And, um, Chris, any more comments? Yeah, the floating fruit. Here we go. Lobster and steak. Great call. There you go, Chris. Brett likes that. Fancy, Brett's happy with that one. That's it. Yeah. No, nothing wrong with that. Enjoy it. Enjoy the food. All good boys, not a chance to watch you for a few weeks. Yeah, no problem, mate. It's uh, it's life, isn't it? Sometimes it just gets in the way. Yeah, you know, everyone's busy doing, and there's so much stuff at your fingertips these days. It's hard. It's hard to you know prioritize. Sorry, Brady. Stuff. Brady, you don't have to always watch us live. We're everywhere these days. You can always pick us up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. You can find us anywhere. Facebook. You can find us anywhere. You don't have to watch us live all the time. I know how you love to see our beautiful faces, and it's okay. <laughs> yes. So I've just put in my notes here before we close out, Chris. We have got some big, big fights coming up. We've got the world, you know, lightweight title fight between Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier coming up next weekend. We will give that the huge preview next week that it deserves huge, huge fight. I know Khabib's come out. He's going for Poirier in this one. He said cardio. But there again, Oliveira's on a huge win streak himself, isn't he, Chris? Let me, um, let me just pull this card up and then um, we can just have a quick rundown. Okay, here you go. So, obviously, it's Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier for the lightweight title, Stuart. We have the mega mastodon in Amanda Nunes versus Julieta yep. Pena. We have... Only going Kobe, one way, that. Kobe Garbrandt versus uh, Kaya France in his, his flyweight debut. Flyweight debut night. Um, pictures of Kobe Garbrandt looks a bit worrying for me, to be honest with Stuart. You'll find that on um too much, too, on much too much of a cut, yeah. Yeah. Um, besides that, obviously, we lost um, Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal. Obviously, they're both going their separate ways now, obviously, because the rumours are Stuart. We spoke about this last week. Is Edwards is getting his title shot against Usman. And I think Kobe Covington and Miles Vidal are going to fall into Ultimate Fighter, which desperately yeah. needs that type of sort of um, animosity, doesn't it, for the show. Other than that, we've got Dominic Cruz is on the card, Stuart, against Pedro it's Munoz. Solid. Solid across the board. And I think, Chris, if we want to move on, December the 11th, so obviously next next weekend, we've got Katie Taylor defending all her gold against Sharapova of Kazakhstan, Kazakhstani fighter. That's only going one way, I'm afraid. Katie Taylor will cement her uh, her course absolutely in there. And then Conor Ben versus Chris Algieri, a huge test for Conor Ben. 
He's starting to get himself up in, you know, up in the rankings. Algeria's fought, you know, he's fought guys, he's fought Pacquiao, he's fought Amir Khan. No easy, no easy feat. A lot of people saying what, what, why have they made this fight? But no, you know, it's a good litmus test for Conor Ben yeah, as he I tries agree. to, as he's trying to get up the rankings into world title contention. And then December the 18th, Chris, the one that is turning heads now. You know, celebrity boxing fans have been all over it. We know Brett's been all over this. Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. I've got to get up and watch it now, Chris, with all the hoopla that's been going on with the conferences and stuff like leading into I, I, it. I may do a live that night, Stuart. I may do one. I, 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 can, uh, I can see you doing that, absolutely. And then, earlier that night, it's Chisora versus Parker 2 as well. On, on Matchroom to Zone. A lot of people felt Chisora beat him in the first fight. The judges saw it differently. Parker got through. I think Chisora did enough to win that first fight. I yeah, really do. So we covered that, didn't we? So yeah, he I deserves thought... he deserves his rematch. So yeah, that's a, that's a bit of scheduling for the next couple of weeks with MMA and boxing. It's great. Give it a try, Brett. Have you got like Jake Paul and Logan Paul Christmas baubles for the tree this year? Have you that's got a calendar as well? Actually, I want to know. You know, Brett, if you want a good Christmas song, have a bit of Shaky Stevens. That will sort you out. <laughs> sort you right out. I always thought. I always thought Shaking Stevens, it was um, Cliff Richard that sang that song, by the way. You know, for years and years, like being a kid and that. I thought it was Cliff Richard. No, he Merry was Christmas. the Merry, prayer, wasn't he? Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, I never thought it was Shaking Stevens. A fellow a fellow Welshman as well, Shaking Stevens. Through your window. Well, uh, Brady, unless you've got a fucking ladder, mate, you ain't looking through my window. And... <laughs> <laughs> so, have we got any more comments, Chris, before yeah, we close out? Oh, oh we have, oh, we have. Big fights coming up. Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Absolutely, Brett. Yep. You're going to be all over that. You're going to be all over that. So only a few weeks away now. It's nearly there. Down to a sports thing. I watched Lennox Lewis' documentary on Sky Box Sets last week after we speaking about him. He was bloody good. I know he lost twice, but he was beating some big names. Got to be the best of the 90s. I've watched the same documentary. Amazing. Sky documentary is really good. I agree with you, Dan. Uh, yeah. And he avenged, you know, he avenged defeats as well along the way. He so, fought yeah, the who's who in the nineties, yeah. Stuart. Fought the who's who. There's also uh, Mike Tyson, you know, one man stage show, mm. and Spike Spike Lee produced it. That that's on Sky documentaries as well. So it's like he's at a theater in America, probably New York somewhere. Oh, like and Mike was, Tyson did, wasn't it? Yeah. It was bloody brilliant. No, it was Mike Tyson. Oh. It, yeah, it was Mike Tyson. He, sure he's that on was stage. On Netflix not long ago. Yeah, yeah, I think they might they might have it as well. Imagine Lewis versus Tyson Fury. Yeah, brilliant fight. I'd, I'd yeah, love bit, to hell, see it. A hell of a fight. Hell of a fight. Go, absolutely. I think you have to go on a fight night for that, wouldn't you? Have to sort of yeah. do it on the console. Yeah, absolutely. Jake Paul's probably his fairy on top of the tree. There you go, Brett. He says you got fairy up there. I haven't, but all my friends have Logan J. Paul Xmas cards sent to them. Oh, fair enough. You stick to your guns, don't you? They're having they're the Christmas cards they're having this year, Brett. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I totally um, it's agree. on it's on Prime Video tonight as well. If you want to get it on there, and obviously you can get it in other places. Congrats on the hundredth shoot. Yeah. Nearly, nearly out. I think it's gonna be this weekend. I should put a little teaser clip out uh, with myself and Brian Solomon. So Why yeah. don't you just put out put it out tonight so I don't have to watch the game? Well, yeah, yeah, well, could do. No, could do. you can get you just send it to me for free and then well, add it to everyone else can wait. Chris, where can the viewers and the listeners find you before we shoot off? Uh, well, obviously, as always, Stuart, uh, uh, in the description below, you can find me and Stuart on Facebook. You can see it long, going along the bottom of your screen here in the description on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Apple and uh, Spotify. 
Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well, because we're we'll obviously live on Facebook as well as YouTube. Um, you can find me on Twitter itself, at Van Hume. You can find me on Instagram, at Van Hume 86. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Absolutely. Powered 4 TV as well. You can subscribe. I'm not sure if it's still 50%. I could do with John Tone, really. But yeah. I know it was Cyber Monday, that wasn't it? Yeah. If it's not, it's it's seven ninety nine for the year. But I know there was 40 or 50% off as well. So have a look. More promotions coming on board. It really is the Netflix of wrestling now when you see how many promotions John and Rich have got on board. Fantastic stuff. So yeah, Powered4.tv for that. Uh, also, thank you for putting me at the top of the media. John and Rich as well. The media yeah, bit. Good, on, on, so touch. you can... So all the podcasts, all my stuff's at the top, I think, still, so that's nice because it's really good shows on there, other podcasts as well. And, uh, yeah, Stu's Wrestling Podcast, the 100th episode coming out very, very soon, hopefully this week, with Brian R. Solomon. So, yeah, he's writing for PWI. He's writing for Inside the Ropes magazine. Um, his autobiography on the original Sheik, Ed Farrat, will be out soon as well, February. That was uh, in the bestsellers for pre-orders on Amazon. Guys, if you need ideas for Xmas stuff, Jake Paul has great gym wear. You're all right, mate. I'm not a gym goer. I'm not a gym goer. Oh, he's still going. I've got the latest, Jake. 0.1 limited gym. Uh, I don't have a beer in hand, though, Brett, but that's my gym. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't have beer. Yeah. I'm at my gym there, mate. And we will see you next week for episode 42 of Powerful.tv Big Fight Weekly. It will be next Friday. So week on Friday. I think we'll, we'll update that as we're going through because some people are like, oh, I don't know which day you're on. We do, we do, you know, change. We do change the day. So, yeah, it will be a week on Friday for episode That's 42. Definitely. And we'll be previewing. We'll be analysing. There's so much coming up now in December. And we look forward to seeing you. There you go. Yeah, there's the code. Grapple for one. Okay, for one month free. Right, grapple for one month free on powerful.tv. So if you love your wrestling, you love your content, you love your media, please, please, please go, yeah, go for it. Yeah, jump on. Absolutely jump fantastic. On. Cheers for that, John. Cheers. Nice one. And we will see you next Friday for episode 42. See you next Friday. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.